0: I'm Terry Molinero and I believe that we as the body of Christ are here for such a time as this I love to say this blessed to be a blessing that we are called to be a light and look friends if we don't do it if we aren't the light who's gonna be the light the body of Christ has always been a house of action and hey who says we can't have some fun along the way Terry it's Ryan Seacrest you're in broadcast I'm trying to be broadcast. Oh, There's something in common. Good luck to you, Seacrest House. This is the Church Axe Podcast. Hey friends, how's it going? Hopefully, you've been great since the last time we spoke together. I don't know if I've ever shared this before, maybe in one of the earlier podcasts, but with the radio station. Uh, that I I still work at. I remember before the pandemic, I'd be going around and I'd be speaking at different youth groups. And um, what I would do is I'd pray about what to say, because I honestly believed in my heart that, yeah, God can take one message and it could be for a lot of people. And if he told me to ever do the same message at another youth group, I'd be completely fine with that. And of course I would do it. But at the same time, I just thought to myself, you know what, I think that there are specific things that God wants to say to specific people, you know, and as I was going, I would be preparing and I'd be praying about and I'd be writing the message and without fail, literally without fail, especially the week leading up to when I would go speak. I remember that whatever I had been speaking about or was going to speak about to so whatever I had prepared to speak on, that's the way I could say it. I was always tested in that area. I would always find myself tested. If I was talking about overcoming fear, you know, you can do this and you have the mind of Christ and all these things. Of course, fear would be the thing that I'd be faced with or, you know, anxious thoughts or whatever it might be. And uh, last podcast, I was talking about taking back the atmosphere, right? And I'm telling you, these last few weeks, um, so following that episode, it has been very interesting for me. And interesting is... You know, I do not mean that in a good way. Okay, there have been so many things that have come my way. So I would appreciate if you kept me up in prayer, um, because that's when I think that we are definitely strong when we can come together and lift each other up. So I really, really appreciate that. And uh, even going into today's episode, I remember thinking to myself so many times, Terry, you know, you're so, you're so unworthy to even talk about this. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to even. I don't even know where that comes from, right? But I remember a while ago, I was just praying and I was talking with God, and I would hear so many people say things like, you know what, you can't hear from God. Um, God doesn't speak to people anymore. You know, that was maybe reserved for just the apostles way back in the day. It doesn't happen though anymore in 2021 or whatever year it was that they would say this to me. And I just couldn't help but shake the feeling that that is completely false, that is not biblical. If anything, and this is going to sound kind of strong if you're a first-time listener, I'd totally say that that is like demonic doctrine. Hello. We need the wisdom. You know, if God has sent us here on earth, just like this podcast is called, to be the hands and feet, to do acts, to act on behalf of the church, why would he not want to give us orders? And people can argue and say, oh, you know what? Well, that's what the Bible was for. And the Bible is incredible, right? It is the, the written word of God. But at the same time, God wants to give you specific wisdom into your specific situations. I found myself praying and I was outside and this has just uh, been all completely off the top of my head, by the way. So sorry if it's not as uh, polished as it usually is. And I I just remember getting so fed up with this. And I said, God, if it takes me every single day, I will come back out here because I would, uh, you know, I'd praise. I'd go for walks. And I said, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your voice, Lord God. And I don't want to hear it like just a feeling necessarily. I want to be clear. I want to know that I know that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's not my thoughts. I want to know that it's yours. I want to have your wisdom. And I want it to be the exact same as if I were to just like pick up the phone and call my friend. Because why not? You know, why not? What like What is faith if we do not believe that we can't even speak and hear and communicate with God what a privilege it is, and that's why over this episode and the next few, I really want to dive into this because it's something that, sadly to say, a lot of people are very confused about. A lot of people think that it is not possible, and I've heard many things like, hey, you know, it's possible to be so heavenly-minded that you're no earthly good. I've heard things like, oh, God doesn't, you know, speak to people anymore. Oh, it's more of just, um, you know, you just got to do your best and then hope that God blesses it. And like, I understand that, but I think that we need to have a relationship and we need to be able to have clear communication with God if we're going to move forward uh, in anything. So without further ado, <laughs> I know that was a very, very long uh, kind of random intro, but those are just my thoughts behind and I want to jump right in. I got a question to kick it all off. Does anyone still have cable? Satellite maybe? I remember when I was younger, my family didn't have satellites. So I'd go to school and I'd hear people talk about SpongeBob and, you know, the Fairly Oddparents or whatever other show people were watching and I guess that was my first introduction to FOMO. Anyway, whenever I'd go to Toronto um, to visit my grandparents, it was always a treat because they did have cable. They lived in the city. And the funny thing is, I'm not sure this channel is available where you're listening from, but there was this channel called YTV. They played all these cartoons because I didn't have access to it at my house. I loved watching cartoons from Spongebob as a kid on YTV. Oddly enough, though, my favorite part was watching the commercials between shows. Isn't that so strange? But man, I'll tell you, those people knew how to market to kids. I'd see like action figures and like there were explosions and like Hot Wheels and the Hot Wheels tracks with like the loops and all these different toys. And to me, it was actually more interesting to watch those than it was to actually watch the cartoons. And fast forward some 20 years, I rarely watch TV. You know, we have YouTube, we have the Internet, we have streaming services. But and by TV, I mean, in the traditional sense of turning on the television and browsing through channels. I was over at someone's house and we turned the good old faithful satellite on. I descended back into the stone age. You know, we actually had to, you know, screw. I guess. Is it screw? I don't even like attach the cable into the wall. It was wild. And man, there are so many commercials these days. I feel like we've been marketed to so much that I'm surprised anyone really believes what they see on TV anymore. But we do. We still see them all the time. Buy this and it'll change your life. Buy that and you'll never be the same. You want to be skinny, buy a sham wow and rub it on you. You know, we have become conditioned to know that when something sounds too good to be true, odds are, is because it is. And I want you to keep that in mind and just think about the, that fact when I read something for you that's pretty profound. James 4 verse 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. How does that sound? Does that sound like a ridiculous, so far out there thought? especially if you've been in church for a long time. You've heard that verse mentioned many times, and it's sad to say, but somewhere along the way, odds are it's lost its power in your mind. Can I encourage you, though, to listen to it and think about it like it's the first time you've ever heard it? Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. There's something that we can do that would cause the God of the universe to come close to us, to partner and have fellowship with us. I need to say that again. In the Bible, right there, James 4, verse 8 it says that there is something that we can do that would cause the God of the universe to come close to us, to partner, to have fellowship with us. And I don't know why that fact seems to fly over so many of our heads. I don't know why we have taken a simple promise like that and turned it into, well, I don't, I don't have a church and I'm not a pastor. I don't spend an hour a day praying. I'm no Mother Teresa or whoever you think is, you know, this status. So God can't possibly talk with me. Can I ask you a question? Let's think about this. What would you say the most effective way to break a relationship would be? You know, someone might have said, oh, cheating. That would be terrible. You know, someone might have said, well, according to the statistics, Terry, it's finances. You know this. You love it. (laughs) True. But if we boil it all down, both of those stem from a lack of communication. You don't have to be a relationship expert to realize that when there is no communication, eventually that connection, it dies. And where am I going with this? See, there have been forces that have been hard at work trying to break the one thing that separates believers, the one thing that completely changes everything, and that is a relationship, a real one. Not, I go to church once a week and I pay my tithe, hallelujah. No, a real relationship, clear communication with God. Have you ever thought about it? What would our lives look like if we walked with God? What would your life look like if you walked with God? Not collectively, but you and I personally. Can you imagine knowing what to do in every situation? Having the wisdom to guide your family, to have the discernment to know what to do and when to do it, to know of things and be able to prepare before they happen, to know how to be a light in any circumstance, to see what's actually going on around us and to understand, not just be a victim to the world around us, to be able to walk with God. Hello, was the pandemic a surprise to God? This is what I'm thinking about. Was the housing crisis years ago a surprise to God? Were we prepared though? unfortunately, a lot of us know. In the next few shows, we're going to break it down. But if that example seemed far-fetched, I want to remind you of Abram. That's right. This is before Abram was named Abraham or Abraham or however you want to pronounce it. God says, hey, he's my friend. Let's consult with him to see about Sodom and Gomorrah and if I should destroy it or not. Can I ask you a question? Who else lived in Sodom? Let's think about this. Lot lived in Sodom. Lot was a godly man, but because of the lack of communication with God, he was 24 hours away from his entire family, along with him being destroyed, and he didn't even know it. How relatable is that to things of today? Some people, just a day, days away from the pandemic, we were all in that position. We had no idea before it broke, right? But God did but were we partnering with the Holy Spirit? Were we knowing what to do to prepare ourselves? So on and so forth. And this is not like, oh, you know, we should have done this. or should have done better. No, I just kind of want us to start thinking about what it actually would be like to walk with God. And of course, I'm making it sound like it's just for the benefits, but that's not what I'm saying. Those are a benefit, you know, being able to have wisdom into situations But to be able to really partner with God, to be able to, you know, hear his heart, to be able to know what to do, to just have communion, I think that is something to strive for. So I'm going to spend more time in the next few episodes, dive into that. And today I'm going to share where this all came from, though. And then over the next few podcasts, we're going to talk about you know, people who did walk with God, how they handled situations, the things that they did, and also hopefully finally we'll be able to put this lie that a relationship with God is only reserved for a few select people with titles in front of their names, you know, will, will throw this lie away for good. Remember the Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you, not draw near to God and he will draw near to your pastor alone, right? And where's this coming from? Well, a few years ago, Someone had a dream that I knew and it went something like this. And I I want you to try and picture this. This is the recorded memory of it. And I'll read it in first person because it's just easier. So I don't have to try to fix words as I'm reading it. So they had this, um, this dream. There was a tree in the middle of a large white room. And the room was so big that I couldn't see the borders of it. The only thing that I could see is the middle of the room where this tree was. And everything around it, it was lighting up. The tree was in a glass case, and from the tree, there was all this lightning just flashing all over the place. The lightning reached out from the tree, and it lit up different memories from from their past, like they were all connected. And this was the interpretation. The tree represented the source of power in a Christian's life, how God is the source, how as long as he is first, he is the center. Everything else will flow from that. And I was thinking about this, and it hit me, man— we wonder why life gets a little bit dry. Well, we're taking things that apart from purpose and the blessing and anointing and source of God do not have any power and trying to make that our source. We're trying to draw from a secondary source and wondering why we're walking around empty all the time or just uh, inspirational moment to inspirational moment. You know what I'm talking about? You get super excited about something, you're passionate, you throw yourself into that. It's amazing. Then days later, you're left empty once again. And see, then as Christians, we think we know better. So we revert to man made traditions and try to achieve something through works that can only be obtained through a relationship with God. Did you know that your ministry, the Bible, and prayer, in and of themselves, they all can be a secondary source apart from God, right? Here's what happens we know there's mortal life, we're introduced, and genuinely our lives are transformed when we become Christians. But then somewhere along the way, we picked up this idea that if I pray, If I read my Bible, I'm good. That's what a Christian is. So I'll go on and I'll live my life trying my best to honor God and then die and hopefully go to heaven. I believe I have the heart of God when I say God wants so much more for each and every one of us. The people who walk with God, what did their lives look like? What did they do? How did they respond to God? What could our lives look like if we walk with God? How maybe would we respond differently to situations? Abraham Remember, he had wisdom about Sodom and Gomorrah, as I mentioned. And God even discussed what he was going to do with the city before he did it, the cities. Moses, he walked in miraculous power that moved the earth. But more than that, he spoke with God. God called Moses his friend, not the other way around. He wasn't like, God is my friend. No, God says, hey, this guy, Moses, he's my friend. David, he had such regard for God and walked so closely with him that he changed the people around him from worthless men to men of renown. Not only that, when he was pressed to his limit, he was able to make the right choices and decisions, even under crazy amount of pressure, where people were literally like, hey, they're like they were gonna kill him, but he knew what to do. We often think about people who have a, you know, have or currently walk with God as set apart, right? Special, like it's reserved for only a few people. But God loved the world, the whole world, so much that he gave his son to die, not for a few, but for you and me and for everyone. We were made in his image. God has such high regard for you and me that, of course, he would want to talk with us. You know, even recorded in the Bible, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him? You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Do we realize what a privilege it is that we have been given? I honestly think it's a bit of a stupid question, to be honest, because the answer is no, we I don't think we do or the majority of us really understand that, myself included. But that doesn't change the fact that God has made a way for you and I to walk with him. Think about your life right now. Before we close off, what if you had the wisdom that you needed? What if just like Moses or David or Adam or Abram or even Jesus, you walked with God, literally not figuratively? How would you lead? Who would you become, the man or the woman? How would the world change around you? How many lives would never be the same because of it? the peace that you would bring to your family and those around you, knowing how to pray effectively. When people see a situation one way, talking with God and knowing that it wasn't because of the thing that they might see, but because of something else and being able to effectively deal with that, being the man, being the woman God called you to be. I want you to stir up some faith with me because this is the only way it's going to work and start to think about this because the truth that the enemy and religion has tried to strip us from for so long is that, you know, it is not possible. But you know what? It is possible. Not only that, it was how it was always meant to be. Is that radical? It's absolutely radical. But let me close with this verse. Psalm 28, verse 1. To you, O Lord, I call my rock. Be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. In other words, David is saying, God, talk to me. If you don't, like, lest I become like an unbeliever. See, it was always meant to be this way. We were always meant to communicate with God. James 4 verse 8, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. We are the church, and if we're going to be people of action, we're going to need wisdom, and this is where it starts. So don't give up, even if you feel like it's impossible to you. Stay with me. Stay with it. Keep the faith. We'll get there, my friends, if we do not give up.